You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show for the first podcast of 2021, technically. I mean, we, we came out last week with Nat's What I Reckon, but that was, as you could probably tell at the time, something we had recorded months earlier when he was promoting his book, but that was in the can. And uh, we're back from holidays now. Joined by Errol Parker, editor at large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate, and believe it or not, this one is not going out live either, but, you know, that's just the that's just the way that podcasting is these days, you know. I, I do feel that the format's been bastardised somewhat, that now that, you know, you can record podcasts and they don't go out live. Mm. Live podcasts are high risk. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We've done live shows, which, you know, are also high risk, but... I just feel like uh, you know we're putting stuff out on the internet, and and we've got to be careful about what we put out there because you know we've um, we've got a code of conduct, obviously in Batuta, yeah. and uh, we don't want to offend anyone, especially not Alan Jones. No, nah, you can't say anything nowadays. You've got to be you've got to be careful with that. Anyway, I'm dribbling. <laughs> 2021 marks new beginnings for a lot of people uh, in Australia. We kind of keep convincing ourselves we've beaten COVID 19, and then of course we have minor clusters and we have lockdowns. But 2020 was an interesting year where, you know, we, we had to come to terms with this new normal. And a lot of people had uh, lost a lot. A lot mm. of people lost a lot of last year. A lot of iconic companies, businesses, institutions collapsed because they couldn't handle this new brave world. But one institution that only went from strength to strength was today's guest, the Hello Sport podcast, Tom and Eddie. Thank you for joining us today, gentlemen. Thank you for having us back. Thank you very much. Kind words. Kind words. Big mm. year. Big incorrect. Twenty twenty was no, big. not incorrect. Yeah. No, definitely correct. Are we bigger than ever? Absolutely. Uh, is it sort of like the universe ever expanding? Is it speeding up the universe, Eddie, or slowing it, down? Well, the expanse of the universe speeding up, much like us. Much so, like look, there's a lot of synergy there. Mm. I yeah. don't want to go into it too much, but no, no, no. there's a lot of synergy. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you guys are now at getting bailed up in the pub heights. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. Like, I get bailed up every now and then, fiance. But the person gets bailed up the most is our lawyer, lawyer of the stars, Isaac Carey. Like, I was going, where's he come from? You know what I mean? He's come from nowhere. (laughs) More people know him than us. For anyone who's um, not familiar with the universe of the Hello Sport, this is their lawyer, Isaac Catch Carey, who's somehow developed a public profile from being their lawyer. But also was that guy that caught the screamer the one day or in the uh, yeah. He does have quite an iconic look though, Isaac Carey does, you know, as the lawyer to the stars of the podcasting realm. He was a boy, you know, he is from the New South Wales Central West. He did have quite a lock of curly brown hair, you know, quite a boyish charm about him and now, you know, he's more or less looks like he's the lead singer of REM. No, <laughs> yeah. I guess Quite the, a transformation. The expression is the top cleared on yes. Uh, yes. Isaac yeah, yeah, Catch yeah. Carey. Um, yeah. And honestly, we get sent photos of, God, of, of people with Izzy all the time. And it's like, yeah. where are these people? People yeah. ask him for illegal advice now. He's like, yeah, he I've been hit up three or four times. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? No. So this is at the, uh, the centre of your podcast and the institution you've created is these kind of people who I guess you guys refer to as the punters and the dribblers. Can you tell us a little bit about them, what what they represent yeah. in the Australian psyche? Actually, just before we jump into that, what makes a punter and what makes a dribbler? Well, I was talking about this with well, someone the, the other day. Well, listen, 
all punters are dribblers, but not all dribblers are punters, if that makes sense. Because punters are also a bit more in the like sort of sports gambling world. But basically a bit more it's, considered with their analysis of a game, like for example. But it's all know. but none of it is based in any sort of place of qualified opinion or authority. They're, they're all not an, they're not analysts, but they pretend like they are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just a little bit. If you bit, speak about anything with enough confidence, then mm. you're gonna seem like you know what you're talking they about. They might wear yeah. like they like wearing polo shirts. Much like yourself, Like Eddie. myself, um, you know what I mean? But look, the punter and the dribbler, yeah, it is basically the every man or woman in Australia, sport or not sport, but obviously that's just the pool we swim in, who, you know, so likes they're, they're to- borderline pundits. They like to well, talk with authority on anything, anything you put in front of them. Very one-eyed. Yeah. Like, the dribbler is seriously one-eyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's heard something once, and then that's just what he Unqualified opinion, unwavering Unqual- bias. Exactly right. the, the dribblers heard a lot about the Swedish model of the pandemic. Like, that's that's something a dribbler talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've okay, heard about so yep. it's all about herd immunity, <laughs> <Yeah>. open <laughs> up, <laughs> fuck, fuck texting, yeah. fuck a lot of it. Yeah, that's yeah. the dribbler. Because they heard something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. and this government already spends way too much on the old age and disability pensions, so yeah. we should yeah, really, exactly. you know... Quarantine taking, the old. Taking the opportunity to perhaps do our shopping at Aldi for a couple of weeks and, you know, hmm. lower our bottom line. Yeah. The, the punter speaks with a lot of authority but has his own ideas and the dribbler kind of runs off what he's heard and he borrows these ideas and defends and misquotes misquotes other bits of information like that he's already regurgitating (laughs) but will also like you know share his thoughts probably on instagram stories and shit look is it a little muddy is the definition not exactly black and white sure but we like to swim in the grey. I think everyone's essentially a dribbler, right? <laughs> something everyone's got something dribbly about them. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Look, that's mm-hmm. it. I think we've cleared that up. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Obviously having a podcast based around sport and that's the way it started, but mm-hmm. it's kind of descended into kind of soap opera and rom coms and, and all kinds of things that interest the P and D. What would you find is happening now? You kind of are friends. Uh, with a lot of athletes who've come on the show, friend, you've got a lot of friends of the show. Shitloads. But you still hold them to account, you know? In got the it. last few weeks, I imagine Mitchell Pierce probably wouldn't have enjoyed listening to your show in the last couple of weeks. Look, I don't know whether Mitch has ever enjoyed it. Yeah. Potentially. Mitch, I wouldn't say a friend of the show. Not mm. because we don't hold him in any regard, but more just because Mitch, one of the great dead shits in rugby league. Look, yeah, have to be said. Mitch... And Mitch knows that he's he's fucked up from time to time. And well, I think I mean I just, and look, he didn't win us enough shields. Is probably the long and the short of it. Yeah, and look, yep. we didn't hold back in that regard. Obviously, State of Origin means a great deal to Tom and I. And you're both, you know, that rare that? breed of Origin fans who like think that New South Wales is something to get around. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Oh, well, yeah. It's Mate, it's but I mean, I think Eddie, you hit on a good point there. If Mitch had eight shields to his name. Mate, I, would I would be, I would be like brushing everything that he's ever done. Under I'd be like, fucking go away, like, yeah, leave him alone, leave, leave Mitch alone. What's yeah. he done? Get you off his right? case. Look at Shane Warne; he can do whatever he yeah, wants. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's where you'd take it. But to your earlier point, we've got to, we've got to hold the athletes accountable yeah. because otherwise, the punter and the dribbler won't listen. You know what yeah. I mean? We've got it. You got to tell it how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like Angus Crichton, good friend of the show, friend of the uh, show, friend of your show. How do, you, how do you not cross over? How do you not become too familiar? But to advocate to actually do this a couple of years ago when all these fucking dribblers in Canberra, all the politicians thought that, uh, you know, we did a book launch down there and they all came out 
and they all every single one that was looking for a photo op came out. It was pre yeah. Prime Minister Scomo was there, and and fucking who's that little Labour dribbler Dastiari, and, uh, and yeah. all those blokes were looking Shammy. for a photo yeah. op and all that shit. And then they all thought, you know, they had us in their pocket. And then we actually we learnt pretty quickly that we had to burn every bridge. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they just thought, you know, <laughs> and then that you know it, it did get to a point where we'd get an email from staff being like, oi, that's a bit rough. We're like. Fuck you, mate. It's, <laughs> yeah. That, like, when did we ever say we were friends? Yeah. yeah. And I you mean, guys have now got to do that with the athletes, I guess. Well, know? I just think it's more like if you stick your dick in a glory hole, we're going to bag you out about it. <laughs> well, yeah. we're going we're gonna to yeah. talk about glory holes yeah. for 45 minutes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You could be our best mate. But if you've done that, mm. then unfortunately, you know, we are we are beholden to the punter and the dribbler mm. to break it down with the same sort of meticulous analysis you'd see Joey John's break down a sweeping backline play. That's exactly right. So that's why the glory hole got 45 minutes on a recent podcast. But I think, you know, about, we try uh, to have a little bit of fun with it. Whether or not the athletes... Went about as long as the... Uh the video of the glory hole went for about 45 minutes as well. Well, that was the abridged version, which I think we're all thankful was the only one passed around because I don't know that anyone needs to see, you know, what I can only assume is like an hour and a half of basically the comeback of the glory hole. But look, yeah, as you said, we do, we're making fun of it though. Like we're not yeah. sitting there going, this is a bloody disgrace. We're not NRL 360. Yeah. Yeah. What's that big fucking bald headed? There's a lot of James Hooper. You're not, you're not getting outraged over nothing. We're not blowing up. Yeah. We're not calling for investigations. Yeah. We're actually probably the ones doing the investigating. Yeah. Look, we run an eye over you know a scenario and call it how it is. Help mm. us understand it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because the punter and the dribbler they're looking for guidance a mm. lot of the time. Yeah. They come to us to go, Jesus, how do you unpack this? And we go, Well, this is how you unpack it, mate. Yeah. This is what you need to be thinking when you're looking at this. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. Here's how to you know run a professional eye over it. But Probably I think athletes, as well, but we try and we try and talk about it how we, well, how Tom and I talk about it. But it's sort of like I think it's a reflection of how most people see any scenario situation when it comes to sports stars, right? Like we talk about it how people at the pub talk about things. Whereas James Hooper, like they, I feel sometimes they put it on a lot and they get offended yeah. because they think they need to get offended, and it's all a bit fucking fake to me, a bit two D. Yeah. No, that fucking Hooper, he goes around and acts like he's never been. Had a kick on and tried yeah, like to fucking a give it a rest, mate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of them don't have a lot of hard. empathy for the for the rugby league player or the athlete in general. We yeah. try to provide a little bit of empathy. You look at someone like Mitch Pierce of you know scandal fame. He <laughs> after a couple of scandals, oh, so you go like, scandals. bruh. Yeah. Like when he when he humped that dog, I think everyone was like, listen, I'm not saying I've done it, but I might have seen someone do it a kick and be like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was actually trying to root a dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was overreaction. Yeah. But he just kept doing shit and doing yeah. shit. Now you're like, listen, dude, I know the dog might have been an overreaction. Where, where, where are we with Mitch? What? Like obviously there was the dog rooting. That wasn't, that might have been the first real No, life. he got, like there was one where he, there was something in a nightclub with a chick. Yeah. There was it's the dog. There's, there's, a, there's a bus story that I won't go into. Yeah, oh, yeah the bus, bus we know the bus story. Yeah, the the bus. Bucks bus yeah, yeah, or yeah, the wedding, wedding story. Wedding, wedding yeah. story. That didn't get out. Although Widler, I think, reported on it a little bit. Yeah. You remember that um, one? Yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's in the- He got bashed by a family friend on a bus <laughs> yeah, to a yeah, wedding yeah, yeah. or some shit. Do your own yeah. research into that one. Do your, but yeah, deal, deal. There's, there's a, you're just like, mate, you're 31. Yeah. I'm 31. At some point, you just got to stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah. And you've had that many, like, imagine having a go, like, when he does his press conference and he's like- you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to change, you're going to turn it around. You're like, yeah, but like, you're not though, are you? Yeah. <laughs> or at least based off current history. 
very reasonably people can throw out sort of the mental health side of things. You go, also, though, like personal responsibility is yeah, also yeah. a thing. Though. Yeah, like yeah. mental health is absolutely a thing, but per- being an adult, like because you've got depression or whatever you might have, doesn't mean you can just go and be a cunt. Yeah, for sure. Yep. There's a couple ornaments to the game of rugby league that you guys speak about. Mitch Pierce probably isn't one of them. As you said, he didn't probably... From an off-season standpoint, Mitch, you know, certainly working his way into yeah. that. Like, but even his scandals are just not good enough. Like, even no, his scandals yeah. are underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, they're disappointing, well, but they're not fucking... He's, he's always... He's a mainstay without being maybe in sort of the award show contention. Yeah, like, I think in that sort of realm, it is going to be hard to get past, you know, your Ryan Girdlers, your Julian O'Neill's. Look, he's not going to win a Logie. No, no, he's definitely not winning a Logie for off-season performance. But there, you know, he's again, he's so, he's dependable. Yeah, he's you can set your watch to him in an yeah. off-season, mm-hmm. like Hopewadi. Now there's now there's an ornament to the game. Mm. There's yeah. someone who, you know, whether he's doing it on purpose or whether he's just got sort of a subconscious commitment to sort of to outlandish behaviour. The man is a content machine. Mm-hmm. He's anti-COVID. He's pro. He's anti-establishment. <laughs> <laughs> If you, he's one of the great followers on Instagram, John Abawadi, I'll say that. He's a rebel without a clue. Yes. <laughs> What's? Can you tell us? Speaking of the P's and D, the punters and dribblers, they have they, they weren't sicked onto Hopper. This is a, something that's developed organically among your fan base and your listenership. There yes. is something happening right now with John Hopperwadi's Instagram that well, may or may not involve your community. Yeah. Look, so certainly not by any means was this something that we called for, but <laughs> I'm here for it, was one of them basically, Hopper White is sharing a lot of anti-COVID, pro-Trump yeah. conspiracy rhetoric on his Instagram. First question I would ask John is, what's his obsession with American politics? Yeah. But that's sort of like, <laughs> by the mm. by. Hang Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty passionate. He's very passionate. Very yeah. passionate. But so, like, you know, we've got a page on Instagram, the punters and dribblers, and it's just sort of where, like, we don't even really, we're not, we don't do too much in there. It's just the sort of the P's and D's sharing all their shit. Yeah. And one of them was just like, I'm sending Hopawadi fake COVID information. <laughs> but set him up as well. Like, yeah. listen, I've got some information you might be interested in. I'll, I'll come back they're here at 7 p.m. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're trying to silence me. I can't share it on my own Instagram because they're going to take it down. So I can only send it here. And he sent him something like... And, it, and Hopper sent back 100. Yeah, 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 100. <laughs> Thanks, bra. But then, and so like, listen, I don't think... Like, the guy I think ended up feeling bad as well because he sent Hopper all this fucking... Bullshit information about mail-in ballots going to like the the oh the, the military troops. one was the yeah. big yeah. troops in the yeah. Middle East the, and it's like they got two million ballots that never came back. There's only thirty thousand troops in fucking. <laughs> but then Hopper like sent him like a Merry Christmas message and shit. And was like, hope your family's well. And he's like, I can't help but feel a bit bad about <laughs> oh, sending Hopper fake messages. Yeah, I mean it's not no more as fake as the shit he would share anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a lot to work with in rugby league, particularly cricket, as well. Is starting yeah. to get. We're starting to see after a, a quite a Women's Day friendly era of cricket, I guess, over the last five to ten years, starting to see a few more characters popping up now. Yeah, Bef- except that then that they, get, like they get beaten down by Warnie and, and yeah. there's and always Simons. been there's always been a little bit of scandal, like when Gary sort of you know. Got a new woman. That was yeah. that was the thing with I think yeah. right, with cricket front page there material. Is the wags, the wag, <laughs> Kylie 11, Clark. The wags in cricket get more coverage than any wags 
uh, in any sport in the country. Well, yeah. shit. Well, if you're married or a partner to the Australian cr- cricket captain, then that's the highest wage position in the land. Yes. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. Correct. And Bonnie Payne does it with a plum. She Shout does. out to her. Shout out to Bonnie. But look, cricket, cricket scandals not as not as glory hole esque as your rugby league, right? You're never going to see no. that, I don't think. Well, I just think you know, going back to a metric that you guys came up with a few seasons ago is like you know it is on the scale of flashiness the flashier the wag the more trouble you have yes has the standard of flash in the australian cricket team wag gone a bit less flashy i think it certainly has gone less flashy in the sense that they're they all seem to be like beautiful lovely decent women as opposed to like you know daily mail types yeah 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 no so the flashier the wag more trouble no rabbit yeah. wags in the cricket team yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on uh but what is happening now the australian cricket side who would you say is impressing you personality wise as the young fellas well, we were talking about this the other day. Tim Payne is getting a lot of shit at the moment, mm. and we can t- we can probably touch on that. But Tim Payne sort of walked into the side under a cloud of doubt. Obviously, there was the whole cheating scandal, which we yep. went on over, you know, what was a couple of years ago now. Yep. Mm. Straight didn't know where it was going, a bit directionless. Justin Langer comes in, Tim Payne, who everyone knew could keep but didn't fucking know anything about. Like, geez, yep. that kid looks like he's eight years old, you know what yep. I mean? No one knew that he was a... Almost an alpha, which he's no, turned out a to leader be. of men. It was an arranged marriage. It was like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. I'm not about to call you my captain. But in the last couple of years, I've learned to love him. Like, if anyone saw the yeah. test documentary on Amazon Prime, I think it's now on, I think you can watch it elsewhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's by the way. You're just like, this bloke is a fucking leader of men. Like, I'm all about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. How he treats, how he talks to the, the other players, how he talks to the media. He's sledging at times, has been. Sick, to but watch. then like, but then, and this is what's wonderful about. I think it's wonderful about cricket in general, right? It's just how seriously everyone takes it, and not only like the sort of the four-hour breakdowns in between or post-game analysis of like what happens to the captaincy when Tim goes, but like he has one bad game, bad test where he loses his cool in what was one of the fucking great draws from India. Like as if you're not going to lose your cool when you got the game in the bag, and then India just come out and hardly like fight their way to a draw and he loses yeah. cool talks a bit of shit and everyone's like fucking disgrace he talked a little bit of shit he called him a dickhead yeah. and he probably is exactly. yeah he's probably speaking from some level of experience look, look whose side are you taking I'm taking my captains yeah yeah. you know what I mean but yep. there's one thing about that I didn't really like is when he said wait until we get you up into Brisbane yeah because at that moment he basically conceded the fact that we were going to have a draw yeah which I don't like no, I'm with you there. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. If he was giving him a bit of lip, you know, Tim, just throw the ball back to Pat, tell him to come around the wicket and just try and hit them. Mm. Try, like in the face, yeah. ribs, yeah, yeah. hurt them. Everything. Yeah, just injure just, him. Yeah, just yeah. say, look, I've sincerely had enough of you being here and you talking to me, mm. so I'm going to go and stand about 30 metres that way. I'm going to put on my strike bowlers and I'm going to tell them to come around the wicket at you. There you and go. And just bounce you all and day long. Yeah. You. Bounce you out of the game. And Look, you know, I agree with that. Michael Clark didn't really know how to swear, but he did know how to do exactly what you're saying, Earl, which was when he said, yeah. get ready for a broken, broken fucking arm. That is replayed time and time and time yeah. and time again. People fucking love didn't that Didn't deliver shit. it well. It should be, get ready for a fucking broken arm. 
Get Look, ready I'm for a broken he, I'm fucking I'm not saying he nailed the delivery, but the point is <laughs> no. there. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. People loved it. Yeah, absolutely. But so these are all least... things, though, I think that Steve Smith can't do. I don't... Steve's I don't, not. Beep boop, beep boop, no, he beep is a great batsman. He should be bowling more. Great and singer. he should be... Great singer. Yeah, he's not bowled. Standing at gully at and just being there as like a bouncing board for the captain. Mm. I don't know who the hell comes into it. We were, well, they were talking about that the other day on ABC Grandstand, and it was a very serious topic, and I loved yeah. how serious it was. They're yeah. like, who comes in after Tim? And they're talking about Steve, and is Steve the right fit? And would Steve even want to do it? And they're just going into all this sort of detail. And But I, my opinion is simply that if you turn your eye on the behavior going on in South Africa, like if you don't even address it, which apparently he didn't, and again, this is all alleged. If you're that sort of captain, I don't. I just don't think that you're up to it no. personally. No. And I think that he's better off just focusing on scoring mountains of runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take yeah. that pressure away from him. And go. Go out there and see, just hit two hundreds. Yeah, three hundreds. Average average a hundred every series. Like, the problem though I'm is happy that Tim Payne's about forty, and so when he goes, there's not but exactly you, but someone. But do you think unless that you listen to the leader Warren, of men? Unless you listen to Warney, who says Travis Head's the fucking next captain of Australia, despite scoring runs for the country. I don't know who else goes in. Anyway, look, I feel like yeah, we can get all ABC grandstand and break it down. Yeah. No, he's not a leader of men, but he might be half, like he might have to be a stopgap. Like, get him back in there just till we see someone like Marnus. Can't bring him free. back. You can't, you can't do that. I don't you know. You can't bring him back for a little bit. It'd have to be. Well, no, he's either well, back or yeah. not. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not like, yeah. bro, you're back as a stopgap. Yeah. Well, no, but you wouldn't call it a stopgap. <laughs> but you kind of have to, right? Until you can bring someone through. Yeah. Or they could go the Penrith Panthers model where they well, have five captains. Well, well I don't think up the You just can't have a person who is a bowler as your test captain. Because you don't reckon? They, they break down too much. I mean, who who was the last fastish bowler that you think has a test captain cap? I wouldn't, need, I wouldn't even have a clue. It, it's Shane Watson. Okay? He captained for one test. And he's not even really... He's an all-rounder. He's an all-rounder. He's an all-rounder. Before Good that, boy. I mean, in terms of in terms of bowling, I mean... No. But other characters in the game, I mean, yeah, like, there's... Marnus is a Marnus is a weird little character coming through, right? Like, he's he's, yeah. he's quirky, strange. He's not like a, uh, a brash or like he's not like attitude character he's more like oh this guy's weird yeah. as shit I don't spend a lot I, of time with Smudge like those I, leaves yeah I don't know enough leaves, about he's surely learnt them off Smudge I yeah. just don't know him well enough no he's just a strange dude but I don't Cricket mind is, that cr- we, we, Cricket we is to, weird we need to, he's yeah, like we need to a test Michael this Bevan now mate not you know? since yeah. fucking Tomo and Lily has there been like a cricketer that we we can relate to like a footballer Cricketers aren't cool. Not since the 70s. They are all... Even Warney, and we've mythologised Warney to the very end, is one of the weirdest men in Australian public life. Warney, Warney, and... I think think everyone will admit it's getting weirder and weirder. Like, the further he gets away from his illustrious career, you know, the shine comes off or... or Well, the the, the The shine of, like, this is the Lothario who just chonged birds and... And took test wickets. Took test wickets. You're like, oh, no, this guy's actually... As he's a strange character and he's good at two things yeah. poker and cricket yeah and like how worried he is about his shaggy, hair and, and he wears the peaky blinders hat and pretends like it's just because he loves the show and it's <laughs> like bro you know no one believes that though right like yeah. you know that I reckon if I went to a, a kick on at, at Warney's house after a big day I reckon I'd be there for half an hour <laughs> yeah yeah 
Mate, yeah. he's got a mural in his house that yeah. he's trying to sell in Cardiff. I would go and like look a, at all the, uh, at of all a naked shit. Angelina Jolie. He's got a like, nightclub. He's got everyone, no, it's like, his. Here's, uh, here's a stump from the 99 World Cup final, mate. Fucking hold it. I'm like, this is great, Warney, but I've I've got to go. Yeah, sorry. I'm Warnie. sorry. Yeah, no, I've got to I've got to get out of here, yeah. bro. Sorry, but man. They're, they're all weirdos. I mean, Darren Lehman was, I guess, a bit of a kind of yobbo. And the last true kind of although he, he, JL feels, he was from Adelaide. Well, JL does Zendo Kai, which is yeah. not a martial art that anyone understands. So that's mm. kind of weird. Yeah. That is a weird thing. But he, he could kick you in the head, though. Oh, he could kick yeah. my, kick my head clean off. Like yeah. punters from Tassie, but you know. yeah. Was it who was telling us the other day? Punter apparently yeah. worth fifty million. Yeah, who? Yeah, he isn't. Who, who was, was that? that? I can't remember. Some Someone on our in. podcast. Yeah, he loves in. cash, mate. Mate, he loves. Yeah, but, it. I mean, who doesn't? But like fifty million. No, but mate, I've um, heard that Clark too. Clark could be the same. Obviously, Clark makes more sense because he was IPL era, so he could have cashed in on like, like two seasons with the Rajasthan fucking. Well, yeah, yeah, even still, that's fifty that's million. Is, is Clark, is Clark like, could be eighty. No. Yeah. No, no way. No way. Not nah, ten. His misses, yeah, but not Clark. Nah, pup. What's pup? Ten. Fuck. He. I would. If he's lucky, I'd be what, shocked. Pup's still waxing his body within an inch of its life post career. I think he'd be, he'd be a laser guy. Oh, you reckon he's a yeah, laser man? Yeah, he doesn't guy. have time to wax. Or no. well, maybe the Veet Moose. No, look. If he's a Veet Moose guy, I'm, I'm not here. Right, he's a. <laughs> sorry, he's a laser guy. I overestimate that. Pup yeah. is twenty-two m's. That's still that's still really that's still good. Still a lot of M's. What's mm. Ricky? What is what's Google say Ricky is? Ricky's about fifty, but he's got a lot of he fifty like, to ninety. They reckon he's he's what he's a good investor. Doing yeah, so, well he'd have to. Clearly he is. They're weirdos. Also immortalised in bronze. Sportsmen aren't so, meant yeah. to be yeah. worth money in retirement. They're meant not to, in Australia no, anyway. No, they're meant to he's go supposed to broke. Own it yeah. on the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spend it on toys. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the sort of what I would have expected for Pup. Toys and extracurricular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pup's also um, employed a heavy, cars. heavy gym regimen post-career. He's mm. he's now, like, jacked. I'm not inferring any sort of steroid, Yeah. but he's pretty swole for a man that was just sort of like a, you know, so-so mm. sort of athlete uh, physically. So it yeah. says here that Ricky Ponting's his first big, big venture – since retiring fucking ages ago, is ponting wines. That's his. F- that's not first that big one. Worth. That's his first. But is that big his venture. own one where he's sort I'd of say like? That that's the first time he's having things, a pun on himself. I think he's kept things quiet then. Yeah, he's selling I think, that to well, Indians. I think he's probably just been, you know, adhering to you know wine, wines. the Warren Buffett school of investing, where you just you live a pretty humble lifestyle, but you just continually reinvest mm. most of what you make and then you know it just it, it it snowballs to the point where you know you're like Warren and, and you're worth a couple of strong bees strong bees well punter's uh, probably spent most of his money on his hair because that's come Hunter, back. Yeah. Well, Hunter. I better probably evidence the fact that he's made a lot of money. Yeah, because his hair's doing pretty well. Well, it looks it it looks as good as it's ever looked. Financial ever security looked. is key good for the hair to being follically gifted. Yep. I tell you, he's politically gifted. Steve Jobs, young Will Pukowski, the Bulgy yeah. Bulldog. Well, he's got an incredible head of hair, and yeah. he certainly he looks like a great in the bar. pancreas department. <laughs> Sorry, we're still on a yeah, Steve Jobs. Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the pancreas cancer joke. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Balkan Bulldog. 
Will Pukowski, the Balkan Bulldog, uh, he is follically gifted, yes. Yes. And 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 a private school boy, which is pretty rare. Is he that really? That is fucking yeah. rare. I mean, because probably not like, since Ed Cowan. But there's really a lot of rhetoric right. in cricket about like it being sort of the rich man's game and the yeah. upper class game and all that. But Same it's like, as golf it's, in Australia. It's actually... It's, it's yeah. actually... No, God no. Like the, the private school cricketers are few and far between. But you see, in New South Wales, they have this thing which a lot of people forget about. Obviously, the private schools have these hardcore programs where, you know, kids will go through hydroponic chambers and whatever and they'll come yeah. out and end up playing <laughs> with rabbit. Hydroponic chambers. Yeah, hydroponic <laughs> chambers. They grow them. But in New South Wales, what a lot of people forget, and they, that's not the case in Queensland, is they have these sports high schools. Oh, yeah. 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 Like Matraville, you know. Yeah. I mean, Endeavour. Endeavour. Like a lot of these... Kids came out of these schools where it's, it is basically a conveyor belt. Dude, just to jump onto, like, it's a different sport, but the, I don't know what the, the school was in Queensland, but one team I'm pretty sure had Payne Haas, David Fafita, and Tino Fa'asuamala'awi in the same fucking side. I would like, in Miami High or yeah. Kibra Park. Gold Might have Coast. been Kibra Park. Yeah, Kibra, yeah. Where you're like, holy shit, yeah. that would have been... The most intimidating experience for anyone else, but you're like these guys, these these schools are actually where that where the yeah, Australia's yeah. athletes and, come and from. And league, like the schoolboy league in the public school system in Queensland's red hot. The Ipswich yeah. State High Rugby League program would probably be one of the best in Queensland behind Red Hill. It's like Australia's Friday yeah. Night Lights. Sort yeah. Of. yeah, I heard it ruined junior rugby league a little bit in New South Wales the sports high school because no one wanted to play because they're like mm. we don't want to get play fucking matchable bloody high today and yeah. just get absolutely pounded there was the nothing earth. more intimidating <laughs> as a young rugby or like a young, young footy player and you come up against some absolute monster mm. and you're like oh well I'm just I'm yeah. going to lose here man yeah. children you'd have one goal and he'd bump you off and, yeah. you, know, and right, you go well, well, what the fuck this guy's going to score six eight fucking eight tries yeah. I'd love to and we were saying this in the podcast love to do like a follow up expo on the man child who was like an eight try game operator in Where is he now? 13, 14. Where is he now? What's and he doing? He was in the Victorian comp, that kid. Are we talking about the same? No, I'm just saying in general. general in general. The, the, I remember one man child that was in like, he was the biggest dude in our year at school. Animal. Bit of a bully, but that's not important. And then we went back for our sort of year 12 reunion and it was like, he's the smallest guy there. And you're like, oh shit, this yeah. is the follow up to the man child. Mm. Yeah. Some some man child stay that way though. Some stay king of the jungle. Oh yeah, it's particularly those young Islander boys. Like when they, they certainly maintain their. They man maintain child. Bam Bam Tuivasa is perfect. You've seen we've seen the photos of him as a young bloke, just ruining a lovely weekend for a couple little <laughs> parlungy white boys, <laughs> fucking just getting folded out there in Mount Druitt, and then he stays big. You know yes. what I mean? But. For the uh, you know for the for the run of the mill man child that we we remember it White was just the guy it was the usually. guy that went through puberty first yes that correct. was the man child yeah. um, of course you know Australia's demographics have changed and now we have a bit more size in the junior ranks yeah Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so if we could go back to Pukowski <laughs> <laughs> for a second here yeah, 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 not yeah. sure how we got there obviously won the Allen Border Medal last year but you know the Allen Border Medal. Yeah, mm. isn't the Allen Border Medal or the, is it called the Australian? Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. He he won the Bradman Young yeah. Cricketer of the yes. year right. at the AB. Sorry, the AB sorry still goes that. to the winner. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Allen Border would think of him? He is injured at the moment. He, but it is a bit of a dubious injury. And when you become endowed with the baggy grain, you know, it is an office of sport that transcends a lot of 
injuries. Mm. Where you've got players for a long time have been that they've been playing with injuries that have otherwise kept them out of the game. But do you think that Alan Border would be disappointed in Will? I mean, look, I think Alan Border would be disappointed in probably most players of the modern era, right? Like, too many yeah. emotions. Well, too many emotions, you know, not enough don't sort of ticker, don't not drink enough, enough piss, not enough facial hair. Yeah. He'd yeah. probably like Pekovsky's hair, but, like, I think also it's probably taken out of the players' hands a little bit these days with, like, mm-hmm. high-performance managers and shit where they're just like, nah, you got your shoulders injured, you're not playing. They wrap like- the young blokes up as well. And the young blokes seem to break down a lot, which you sort of notice when you get older yeah. like mm. all the young like Pat Cummins used to break down every other day and now when you're a bit of age bit of like you grow into your body he yeah. grows into his body you harden a little bit yeah. and now he's bowling his ass off every game so yeah. hopefully with Will it's a little bit of yeah bit young bit fragile and he'll become a man a man but with yeah. plenty so is, of is that, about is, that, is that a result because we need someone athletes. like him in the setup already. is that a result of being professional athletes because they I mean I don't know when what year it would have been or what era it would have been when cricketers were able to just become cricketers for a living. But most of them were farm strong. 22-year-old blokes yeah. who would work. Lifted yeah. bales. Yeah, they'd be... Look, uh, not to insert myself into this sort of conversation, but I play cricket every weekend and I'm injured just sort of as a as a feature of being 31 and having a bad back and yeah. shin splints. Uh, and and I just managed to get out there and do the damn thing, you know? I just go, fuck it. Maybe I am like maybe I am on strict bed rest for the following week yeah. after hitting a brave fifty in the last man standing competition. But I but I'm ready for the next week. You yeah, know? I mean that's what the Australian cricketers need to learn. They need to take a little bit of div six, um, seven, div seven last man standing approach approach to it. Yeah, um, just just it's probably a happy medium that needs to be reached. You're yeah. right. Like mm-hmm. at the moment, it's gone too far the other way. Like oh, you got a niggle, rest it. Yeah. Like mate, there's one more test in the series. Let's yeah. let's be fair, Ink, and we're let's gonna win needle it. you up, yeah, needle yeah. him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah, is sh- this is game three. Yeah, essentially. Stick tape. Yeah, sticks and tape. Just it's one all, mate. It's one all. We need to win this one. thing. Now we got Travis yeah. Head in there. Who look, I'm cool with. But like, I'd be needling up. Yeah, I'd be needling up. <laughs> and it sets a good example. Listen, fucking sookin won't be tolerated. <laughs> Get in there and rip. <laughs> Ignore the injury. Yeah, yeah. Be just wait till your body breaks <laughs> down, <laughs> you <laughs> fucking cowards. Induce long-term injury, you soft cunt. What are you doing? <laughs> Get the series on the line. Yeah, so you can sleep when you're retired. <laughs> Having listened to uh, this Hello Sport podcast of yours a few times, tell me more about this last man stands competition because from what I'm led to believe, you you have to retire at 50. They force you to retire at 50, but your yeah. average in the competition since you've started is 60.8. How does Look, that I work? appreciate you bringing that up, and that was purely unprompted. I must, I must point that out. Last man standing at 2020 it's competition. <laughs> I do average 60. I appreciate you bringing it up, but I actually last season averaged 150. So that's just how the hell does that work? Because if you don't get out, then your score like so. If I don't get out two weeks in a row, I've basically hit 100. Yep. You know, right. and I rarely get out. And the <laughs> next highest one in the team is. A gentleman named Will, who's got an average of twenty-three. Yeah, look. I so, mean, is it fair to say that you're carrying this team at the moment? Look, I don't like to use those terms, Errol. Sorry, but um, <laughs> yes, technically that is the only way you could mm-hmm. you could. Uh, I mean, like you know, numbers speak for themselves. All don't they? Right. Okay. Numbers speak for themselves. But I'm a team man. Some have sort of theorised whether there's like an element of has Bradman come down and sort of taken over my body. 
and I'm not sure. Well, looking at those numbers, you know. It's hard to argue, but yeah. again, like, I'm not a if scientist. If Bradman averaged 60 in Div 7, I'd, we'd all be pretty fucking worried, wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, well, it's been only... It's, you, average, you average what you're allowed to average, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, wait, wait. Know, what nature... What would have Don Bradman been if he wasn't the greatest cricketer of all time? As in, like, in life? Yeah, I reckon he would be a creepy priest. Well, it's like that Bill Burr. <laughs> it's like that Bill Burr gag a where it's like priest, possibly. Bill yeah. Burr had the joke where it was like, "We shouldn't like let's not be too harsh on Lance Armstrong," you know. And it's the same with Bradman, I guess. He was like, "If we didn't have this man on a bike, he was such a narcissist. He was such a psycho. If Lance Armstrong wasn't on a bike, keep him on a bike because he would be polluting the oceans with poison and barrels of. He'd be yeah. one of like he'd be yeah, a corporate yeah, 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 villain, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, he'd yeah. be like he'd be." Lance Armstrong, and I imagine Bradman would be the same if we didn't put a bat in his hand, would have been like the bad guys in Captain Planet. Like absolute villains. Captain Pollution was the bad guy in Captain Planet, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, Mm. that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely That's true. So look, I mean, maybe we're all- And that's me, basically. You you didn't ever want to be a role model. Dude, I didn't exactly. That's not what I'm here for. I'm just here (laughs) to score runs for my Div 7 side, carry us to an unlikely premiership. We don't win very often, so we'll see. Right. Anyway, <laughs> shout out. Right. To, yeah. Shout so, out to so, well, well, you know, you, you you do have a win rate of nineteen point three five percent. Jesus, creeping insane. up. So basically, you could say that your cricket team is is basically the Bangladesh of of this competition. Yes, correct. And yeah. so I guess I mean you know, but but improve. What an honour. Can can and will <laughs> knock off that the big boys once in a while. Yeah, you pull but, off a historic but win. usually content to, you know, getting flogged by New Zealand every we're, Sunday. We're just happy to be there, you know. It's not, it's not about the wins. as And to quote uh, some good friends of ours, the great cricketer, a good score in a losing side is far better than a good score in a winning side, right? Because yeah. you yeah. walk out of there going, well, I've done my job. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and for those listening at home at the 40-minute mark, this is officially dribble. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what dribble is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. I, and I sort of, I felt like it might come to the fore yeah. during, the, during yeah. the space of time. Yeah. yeah. And well, Glory Hole was mentioned pretty early in well, the podcast. I just was, and I've just dropped know, it in like every sort of 10 minutes. I just bring it back to that. Yeah. That was a sensational, I mean, just to finish on the Glory Hole again, that was a sensational rugby league scandal because it was so very much what we were looking at. You know what I mean? There was no nothing about that that wasn't what we were looking at. There was no hidden angles. We were looking at it. This was based, concentrated rugby league. and It was pure. It's pure. And we're just like, it's happening. Yeah, that's this is what's happened. This This is is, no one's really... And like, there's no... You could have had nothing else happen in the entire offseason. And that one glory hole scene sort of has... Nice production on that pornography, by the way. Like... Well, they look, must I have mean, a lighting crew and shit. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, mean, I think was, there was a small crew. There was a skeleton. Yeah. There was crew a skeleton of- crew, I think. Mm. And look, Kurt's gone the big lift for the off season. I think that we've we've theorised that's probably why it's a little bit quieter. Look, we've still got a month and a half. Got another what yeah. six weeks? I think till kickoff. So there's time. There's plenty so of time. After the uh, Indigenous All Stars match, we will get the boys back in here and we'll do yep. that annual podcast we do where we rattle off the scandals. The scandals. We'll we've we've held down. back today, but you know we'll find them if we really dig around. Oh, mate, no, there's, no, no, there's no. a few there. Don't you don't you worry. There's pl- there's plenty out there. There's okay. still some there. You could you could fill an hour. Yeah, comfortably. Okay. Well, we've managed to fill an hour with dribble, and <laughs> it's great to have you boys back on. We'll do it again in a month uh, yep. when rugby league season kicks off and. Uh, 
the, the soap opera that is begins. Uh, cricket's been great, but um, I think we're ready for, um, you know, Boyd Cordner to get knocked out one more time and then retire. And, uh, and, and there's, all, there's a lot to come this year, so it's all going to be... Um, Spoken like a true Queenslander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, look, there's a... Yeah. Bring back Dane Cordner. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Saifidi, brother. <laughs> yeah, look, thank you very much for having us. It's always a pleasure Cheers, to boys. come in here and shoot the shit. Uh, shoot the shit. Good luck to whoever's editing this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a young fellow outside. He'll be right. He'll be right. Bye bye.